Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Ken. For Friday, April 2nd, 2021, we're brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. Make him your dentist. I did it 27 years ago. I've never gone to another one. You won't either. 317-849-2933 is the number. Finally, once and for all, take control of your dental health. Let's talk about Indiana basketball. The thing that they've got to do to improve markedly coming up with Mike Woodson as a coach and whoever's going to be on the staff and whoever plays, the thing that they've got to do is they got to shoot the ball better. Sometimes basketball is an easy game, and in this instance, it's an easy game. Indiana lost games, several of them, because they did not shoot the ball well. They hit 32.4% of their three-point attempts. You look at the teams that remain in the Final Four, at least at the top of the deal. Baylor, the number one three-point shooting team in the country at 41%. Gonzaga ranked inside the top 40. Indiana, not even close. You've got to be able to create open looks. You've got to be able to knock down open looks. And if you can do that, you can win games. And then let's look at foul shooting. Free throw shooting for Indiana, terrible. And if you look at the teams that are still playing, they are good foul shooting teams. Not always great, but they are good. And Indiana needs to get better at that. If Indiana, 32.4% from beyond the arc, if they can bump that up 5%, that's three points a game. That's one make a game. They averaged 18 three-point attempts last year. So if they can make one more, that's three points, right? If they can move their foul shot percentage up five points from 66% up into the 70s, just over 70 and that's, that's not impossible, and there are teams that hit that many foul shots, and most of them do. Indiana ranked 300th this past year. That would be one point per game that they would increase. That means that this past year, every single game that they lost by four or fewer, game, four or fewer points, all of a sudden those are wins. And if those are wins, Indiana 16-11. and 11 in the games that they played. And at 16 and 11, Archie Miller is still the coach. You have got to be able to shoot the basketball and shoot the basketball well. If you're going to win basketball games, it's just that easy. From a, a from an offensive efficiency perspective, uh, Gonzaga, number one in the country, Baylor, number three. These are the two teams that are going to play in the championship game on Monday night. You've got to be offensively efficient. Indiana was not. They weren't close. Indiana has got to shoot the ball better. You shoot the ball better, you win games. You don't shoot the and 
Indiana's also got to find a way to be more connected defensively. They got to get there. That's a different thing. There, there's some art to that. But shooting the basketball better, you recruit shooters better, or better shooters, and you teach them to shoot. I remember this, and this is ridiculous and arcane. I know this. There was a guy, Jack Ford, who was a high school coach at New Albany back in the uh, late 70s into the mid-80s. And he taught foul shooting in a very specific way, and his teams shot foul shots exceptionally well. Virtually everybody who played at New Albany, that uh, state runner-up team in 1980 and the few years beyond, hit 80% or better from the foul line. When Jack Ford was fired at New Albany, he went to Louisville. He just started showing up at Louisville practices. And he started teaching the Louisville players, because this is what Jack Ford does, how to shoot foul shots better. Louisville, Denny Crum at first was like, who the hell is this guy teaching my guys how to shoot free throws? Then Denny Crum realized, you know what, we're actually shooting free throws better. So there's Jack Ford behind the bench at Louisville during their national championship run in 1986, which they don't make without Jack Ford teaching these guys the art of shooting foul shots. You need a guy who can teach foul shooting. Indiana desperately needs that. You make 66%, that's just two-thirds. you got to make in the 70s, and if you don't make in the 70s, there are going to be wins that turn into losses because you miss those free throws. It's just that easy. We don't know anything more than we knew yesterday about Lander or about Franklin, uh, about Geronimo, although Newark isn't any closer to Bloomington today than it was yesterday, so I don't think that we will know anything else. Race Thompson is the one guy, and in, in, who could blame him, right? Go home, play for Ben Johnson at Minnesota. You know, he's got one more year to play college basketball, and and it. I think that that's, I don't think it's a simple call, but I wouldn't blame him at all if he made that call and went to Minnesota. Uh, the Colts, couple of signings yesterday, and then we had a chance to talk to T.Y. Hilton. The signings, uh, Chris Reed, starting left guard for the Carolina Panthers last year. Not a great left guard, not a great guard, but he's certainly a really good backup guard. And what Chris Ballard seems to be doing is building the roster from the bottom up, improving the back end of the roster, which Chris Ballard is really good at. To win championships, so you got to build the bottom part of the roster and the top part of the roster. You got to go get some dynamic weapons and some dynamic defensive guys. You got to have an edge rush guy. Those are the two boxes that need to be checked by Chris Ballard remaining this offseason. You need edge rush and you need a left tackle, a starting left tackle. Because the, the tackles that they've signed are depth guys, not bottom of the roster guys, but depth guys, and that's important. You got to get the bottom of the roster, but you got to get the top of the roster. Starting off tackle, to me, is that's job one. And then edge rush guy is job two. They did sign Al Kadeen Muhammad. We talked about that yesterday to a one year extension. Good for Al Kadeen, a good dude, and a plug and play kind of a rotational defensive lineman. T.Y. Hilton said that he left money on the table. I Everybody says they leave money on the table. You know what the truth is, though? Nobody leaves money on the table. I don't believe that T.Y. Hilton left money on the table. Signed a one-year, $10 million extension. He's going to be back, and I think it's terrific. And he was actually, compared to his normal media activity, he was very, very talkative yesterday. Uh, I think one answer, I asked the, the first question, just what his process was in deciding to come back to the Colts. I think he took 29 seconds to answer. That 
is that's T.Y. going, you know, straight up almanac. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's not that talkative. He's usually about a 10-second answer guy. Anyway, T.Y. Hilton back, and that's a good thing, but I don't believe he left money on the table because guys don't leave money on the table. He did say that Reggie Wayne helped him through the process and that uh, Carson Wentz reminds him a lot of Andrew Luck, and doesn't he remind you of Andrew Luck, too, if you've seen him play? That's what he does. Uh, Terry Moran signed an extension to remain the women's basketball coach at Indiana. That's a good thing. She's done an outstanding job. Really, Indiana's checked a bunch of boxes athletically. Uh, the one thing that they need to do now is, like we said earlier, is basketball. you got to get men's basketball right. Roy Williams retired yesterday, which was a surprise. I thought he'd coach forever. Had the back issues. Says he's just not... Uh, he's not the right guy for the job. And so who's going to replace him? Maybe Hubert Davis, right? They tend to hire from within the family. We know that. Like Dean Smith and then Bill Guthridge and then Doherty and then Roy Williams. These are all Carolina guys. So Hubert Davis would seem to be a guy who fits that mold. He's been on the staff for Roy Williams a long time. But you look at the Boston Celtics. And you see that they're 23 and 25, two games under 500. And you hear things in the media about Brad Stevens being in trouble. And you start to think, well, what if Carolina's patient? And Brad Stevens goes to Carolina to coach. And what does that mean for, uh, for Indiana fans? I love Mike Woodson. I think he's going to do a great job, and I think he's a tremendous fit. Maybe a better fit than Brad would have been ultimately. Brad would have been the perfect guy, though, right? What if Brad Stevens gets fired with the Celtics come the middle of May and or before then, and Indiana's got their guy and Carolina doesn't, and Carolina makes the call and says, hey, come on down here, coach the next 30 years. That'd kind of gall you, wouldn't it? It would me, and it would piss me off after Brad Stevens pledged his loyalty to Massachusetts and called himself a Patriots fan. My God Almighty! If he went to if he went to Carolina, that'd be disastrous to me. Um, Chris Beard's going to Texas. There was no way that Texas Tech was going to hang on to Chris Beard, right? That was impossible. All you have to do is compare. Number one, compare the budget for Texas Tech and Texas. Texas prints money. They got more money than anybody. Deepest pockets in uh, Division One athletics. And Lubbock versus Austin? Please. Lubbock, I'll tell you what Lubbock's got plenty of. is, uh, And we talked about Arkansas last year. Plenty of chicken farms. And, uh, you, you know, Fayetteville, Arkansas, goodness. But uh, you look at Lubbock, it's all self-storage facilities. I don't know. Who's putting stuff in self-storage facilities in Lubbock, Texas? But they got more self-storage facilities, it would seem, than they got homes in Lubbock. So that's Lubbock, the home of Buddy Holly, by the way. All right, Final Four. Tomorrow you got the Final Four games, Houston and Baylor. Baylor is a five-point favorite. I think Baylor wins this game. I'm taking both favorites, and I'm not thinking twice about the points. Minus five with Baylor, I got no problem with that. I, I think Houston, a terrific defensive team, but not good enough to beat Baylor. And then you've got Gonzaga and UCLA. UCLA, an 11 seed. They had to play their way into the field of 64. 
in, in that like first four, whatever they call it. They used to call it the first round. It's not the first round. It's not the tournament. It's a way that the selection committee has teams play into that grid of 64, right? 14-point favorites, Gonzaga. I don't think it's going to be that close. I think it's going to be a 30-point game. I think Gonzaga absolutely blows out UCLA. I take Gonzaga. I give the points. I take Baylor. I give the points. Monday night, it's going to be Gonzaga and Baylor, and I think Gonzaga wins it all because they are really good. They are terrific offensively. They are terrific defensively. They've got great hands. They've got great length. They've got great attitude. I like the whole deal. I like the whole vibe. I think Mark Few finally kind of gets off the schneid and wins a national championship for the Zags. Uh, Pacers home tonight. They're a four-point favorite over Charlotte. I can't bet. If I were a gambling man, I'm not betting on the Pacers right now at all. And Charlotte's a pretty good team. And and the Pacers right now aren't playing good basketball. So Pacers, minus four, I'm not having it. I'd take Charlotte and take the points. LN and Carmel in the 4A state championship tomorrow. I, I, Carmel won the regular season game between the Greyhounds and uh, and LN. Jack Kiefer trying to win another state championship. I, I think it's Carmel. I, I think Carmel is just so disciplined and so good defensively that they're going to beat LN. And uh, let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? The great Joe Koppel celebrating a birthday. The great Brian Pointer celebrating a birthday. The great Tom Chiminera celebrating a birthday. What a gifted writer and interviewer Tom Chiminera is. Scotty Brink, Rick Kolick, and John Tunney celebrating a birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that is best done with an honest and specific compliment. This counts. This is Breakfast with Kent and Inside Indiana uh, Sports Now with Kent Sterling. We're at the beach, and I'm going to enjoy myself out here taking the afternoon off. What do you think about that? It's a little bit It's a little bit chilly out here. It's in the 30s in central Indiana, so maybe I shouldn't whine about it being about 62 degrees here in uh, south, uh, southwestern Florida. But you know what? That's what we do. We whine. It's not perfect. Well, it's close. Have a great day. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, you know what? Go Zags. Go Baylor. That's the game I want to see on Monday. Let's go. Uh, let's have some fun. Let's have a great time, right?